This episode is dedicated to the memory of civil rights activist Mimi Jones. Hello and welcome to My American Friend, a podcast about my American friend. We'll talk about whatever topic comes to mind. It's free thought, free association, religion, politics, food, COVID-19, not necessarily in that order, of course, as a way of gaining an insight and an understanding into someone else's life, particularly during this most challenging of times. It's a way to connect. I want to know what's happening outside of my sphere of influence. So yeah, I guess 15,000 kilometres or 9,000 miles away, I felt was a good place to start. Why? Well, I blame my dad. He introduced me to Alastair Cook's Letters from America. I was always fascinated by that, although in this case I'm from Australia, but I'm speaking to someone from America. I digress. Please, sit back, relax, grab yourself a VB or a Schlitz, or in my case, an ice-cold Coca-Cola, and I hope you enjoy listening to My American Friend. A word of warning and an apology to our listeners. The audio quality of this podcast is currently nowhere near what we are aiming for. The idea was conceived in a perfect world, however, it is being executed in an imperfect environment. The shiny, soundproofed studio we use is currently unavailable due to lockdowns and curfews. But we weren't about to say to our esteemed guests, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, speak to you next year. So we improvised, adapted, overcame, begged, borrowed and stole, uh, bought new equipment and installed it in the only place I knew I could gain unfettered 24-7 access to, my garage. So, here I am, sitting on a coil heater in this red brick echo chamber, looking up at the tin roof, hoping that it doesn't rain. Thank you for your patience. Please bear with us. This too shall pass. Okay, I'm speaking with my American friend. Kevin, how are you, sir? I am well. How are you? I'm very well. Kevin, who is based in Nashville, quickly Nashville, uh, for our listeners, is the capital of the U.S. state of Tennessee, Vanderbilt University, home of the Grand Ole Opry, the stage show, the radio show, the, the, the Country Music Hall of Fame, Museum, Ryman Auditorium, uh, Johnny Cash Museum, anybody with even the most remote love or understanding of music would understand what Nashville represents in that respect. You definitely know your Nashville. I'm just going to have a quick look at Google. It's currently 26 degrees. Winds are south at 19 kilometres per hour. 73% humidity. Population 692,587 as of the 2018 census. And the mayor is John Cooper. Where are you? What are you seeing? I don't know, well, I'm at work right now at a local radio station, but it's like right downtown of Nashville. I'm around like the BMI area, ASCAP. Not as lively as it normally would be this time of year, mostly because of COVID and really storming. It's kind of on and off again storming here. That's keeping people from coming outside right now. Nashville. Were you born in Nashville? No, I was born in Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee, ah. Yes, yes, I grew up in Memphis. I moved here about 2011 for college. And once I graduated, like Nashville is considered one of the more growing, growing it cities. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are, especially within the last maybe five years, four or five years maybe, people, a lot of people have been moving here. Even with everything going on, people still moving to Nashville. I just, and I kind of like the vibe up here, and I just kind of stayed here. For our listeners, Kevin is is, is an actor, and uh, a, a damn fine one at that. Represented by, if I recall, Tribe? Tribe Management? Yes, Tribe, tribe Talent Management. You work uh, for Fox. I work for Fox. I also work for a local radio here. I have quite a few jobs. A content director for an online radio station called Win. Uh, there's acting, and then I also kind of help with uh, behind the scenes on film projects too. I was helped out on a film that's now on Amazon Prime called The Story of Randolph. Um, well, me and my friend Victoria we, uh, met this guy who wrote a book, and he wanted to turn the book into a movie. And it's basically. Uh, about a single pastor who has his woman that he likes, but the woman sees him as a pastor and not like as a man. So he's trying to get her to not only see him as a pastor, but as a suitable love interest. Now, uh, WZTV Fox 17 News. So what is a board operator exactly? Now, what I do for the TV station, I'm considered a production assistant. And what I do there is uh, some, I kind of, when, whatever the news person is reading, I'm like scrolling down the prompter to make sure that they kind of reading was on the screen, mm-hmm. uh, setting up, setting up for the morning. Uh, sometimes I help code for local newscasts and just kind of facilitating any needs, setting up mics, stuff like that. You're, you're, you're almost a... Well, no, you are. You're a tr- you're a triple threat because you act and you've got sound and, and film, television, engineering. Do you sing and dance? No, no. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me sing. When I can get back into the studio, see if we can um, see if we can do something about that. Because uh, when is school starting for your children? A week ago, but it all went into lockdown again. So my four children are. Uh, uh, four? Yeah, I, I like to say four rhymes with no more. But, uh, You're talking to a guy who has no children, so that's just, <laughs> that's just feel like a huge undertaking. <laughs> I've got one niece, and like I love to see her. 15 minutes after I see her, I want to give her back to her mother. I've learned that children don't have off switches, but adults do. was always very happy to, to help out and look after um, children, my friend's children, because... I knew that at some point, um, almost like a warranty, I could send them back. Yes, yes. <laughs> God, I love that part. <laughs> Six, seven, thirteen, and sixteen. Um, oh, you got teenagers. Yeah, and that's that's um, girl, boy, boy, girl. Um, oh, it's all. Thank you, thank you. It's all homeschooling. Yeah, we're at the point where they're trying to figure that out now. My mother works at a, um, a local high school, but she also takes care of my niece. I think she was considering just retirement. They want to like make the first two weeks or something like say a month virtual. But then uh, that's certain parents, that's certain parents, they're just they're single parents. They don't have nowhere to put their kids at. So they don't even 
they don't have the time to do it. Very tricky here. Like most governments just trying to figure it out as they go. So as far as a, a, an American school child is concerned, what are they looking forward to at the moment? Um, so that kind of uh, depends. Like, the, well, like around this area, school is starting, starting to start around this month. Mm-hmm. So next week, certain kids are getting ready to go to school. And then the next week, so between now and September, kids are going back to school. And there's kind of a, um, I mean, they're basically meeting about it now. They're just trying to, like, I think probably in the next week, most states are going to have a um, deciding on what they're doing. Here, two weeks is going to be virtual. And then I think class is going to come in, but it'll be like for like three hours, I believe, like for a few hours. And that's it. And then they're going to kind of gradually bring it back to normal. But that's what they're, um, they're trying to get, yeah, they're trying to get the kids back in school because yeah, if your kid's in school, your parents can work. Yeah. They're trying to, they want to rebuild the economy. A lot of, like a lot of jobs were, were lost around here over this. Especially if you work in, um, oh, food, hotels, um, here, like, and there's a lot of new hotels that are being built here. And there was one point where, like, the real, like, the real fancy hotels, you could have gotten them for like nice, a nice little, when they would probably be almost a car payment. Mm-hmm. You get a good night for a nice price for a few weeks, but so like, everything got cheaper, but you couldn't really go nowhere. Like, we were joking here, like, gas was as cheap as it's ever been in my adult life, but you can't go nowhere. It was very, very cheap here. It was something like 98 99 cents per litre 0.27 i think of a, of a of a gallon and what's your gallon at the moment Whew, it's like at a dollar eight i have to get the premium gas i have to get the most expensive so i don't even like looking at the other people no more because it only depresses me the gdp for us had this most precipitous drop 20 percent of like the food industry was laid off. Mm. So you can't even really just fill up a dining room. You can't really go out to eat hardly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like um we call mom and pop spots. Yes. The local business owners. Food what those are the ones that are like those are they've been closing. Mm. Seems like every other week I've hearing about another local restaurant or food foodery just closing out because they, they've got more bills and money coming in. They just can't keep up the intake. I mean, even with me working in radio, like no one could come in to do a show. And even, like you said, y'all masks are um, mandated, right? Like, yes. I have to wear them. Here, that is like a whole political issue. Oh, very much so. And, and, and on a state-by-state like, basis. My sister is... In Georgia, I'm just in Georgia, and they're pretty much trying to open up too. I'm not sure if they're mandated anywhere, mm. but I know they don't like wearing them there. Here, like there are certain, it's not like mandated, but it's like implied. You should wear that. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain, there are certain businesses that say that you can't come in here without a mask. And if you go somewhere and somebody go in, and there'll be a whole fight. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a gun store owner. I just lied about yesterday. He goes, no, you have to not wear a mask coming here. 
I need to see your face on camera before you buy a gun from me. It's got a magic here. That makes sense. Of course, yeah, it's got a... Uh, I need to see the face matches the, the photo ID. May I ask you, um, are you red? Are you blue? I don't really consider myself either. <laughs> One side I can agree with, and then there's other sides I'm probably more on the other. So I believe they call us moderates. Nashville, probably red, bluish. It's uh, best within the last few years. It's mm. more towards, like, diversity here. It's yeah. starting to get a little bit more like Los Angeles because you see like all kinds of people here. A lot of people from California move here. It just has so many people, so expensive there. The film world is starting to kind of build up here. Atlanta's a lot bigger now, and Atlanta, from where I'm at, is just a, it's just a nice little car trip. Okay. So a lot of actors are moved here, or they'll move to. Um, place called Chattanooga yeah and it's like an hour and a half away both sides wow an hour and a half from Nashville hour and a half from Atlanta so you get a job in Atlanta Nashville hop and skip you'll be right there <laughs> I went to Nashville just crank, crank the car up and you're right there California is still the fifth largest uh, economy in, in 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 the world yes yeah a lot of people are moving to Nashville wow Yes, it's um, it's it's one of the I don't know, top five like hot spots to move to, and people love like when you get married, they have a lot of bridal showers up here. Uh, Not so much this year, but they definitely happen around here during the summer. <laughs> now, and usually the trick is someone will take a trip here and then they just move. So, is it almost like to Las Vegas to get married and then moving on? Uh, I wouldn't say get married because they do a lot of the bridal showers here but people just visit just to visit and then they just move here nashville just has this this um just, just oh, and pure like music you, say, you could throw a rock and find a musician here all kinds of so a lot of a lot of songwriters here there's all kinds of hip-hop is here there's a small rock scene here a few other genres i'm just not too big on them but it's a, because I mean, you especially you're just trying to collaborate with people and everything. It's not, it's not really competitive. People are really helpful to each other here. New York is very competitive. Probably what, what places where, I guess you would say the uh, people are more competitive with each other in, in Australia. In, in Sydney, very, very much so in terms of um, competitiveness, bordering on eat your young. Very New York. And I've never been, which I do want to visit because it looks great. Gorgeous. It's 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 uh, by the by the seaside, beside the sea. Like Atlanta, there's probably a lot more opening in Atlanta than I think in California right now. But the voiceover, like, are y'all getting a lot of voiceover kind of auditions? Oh, I see. I see so many voiceover auditions. It's an oh. I have a friend who does. Now she does, and I. I knew she made a pretty good living off of it. There's this app that people will read news articles. Okay. Like New Yorker, Times, these like major magazines, and they'll read these articles. Which what? I kind of like because I don't really get this. Everything I do, I don't really sit still and read anything. Okay. <laughs> so I'm a, like, I got audio books, things of that nature, but to sit down and read, it's 
I, I don't sit still very well. Taking like not looks more acting classes. Okay. But they're doing them through Zoom and Skype and to just be doing scene study and all that and you're because I have to do this like um just in, this me and this other guy scene. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that I would use to kind of work for me would be probably more physical acting. Yes. They work on Zoom. It, it, it's just the, the other thing. Trying to get that resonance through Zoom, whether you're auditioning, self-taping, watching a watching a wedding, or or trying to interact. Yeah, that 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 milk of human kindness, as they say, you just can't get it through a webcam. Not really the memory you want to have. And a lot of it's weird. Like a lot of people are getting married. Well, or proposing. Actually, my younger cousin just got married last week, and you know, a lot of people get divorced. Yeah, yeah. He's the only person I know. I've known two people who, two, two or three people that proposed this year. Five people I know have gotten divorced, and two people I know who had a wedding this year. They just canceled it. You can't really have a lot of people in there, and then you definitely want probably your older family, like your grandmothers and stuff like that. Yeah. But then you got like I didn't go to my cousin's wedding because I wanted my grandparents to go and. It's kind of been spiked since it's been spiking up here. I didn't want to risk it, so I didn't even go because I didn't like I ain't trying to hug my grandmother and then give her COVID. We just went through FaceTime and watched them get married. It is definitely testing relationships. For the most part, I'm an introvert. I don't go anywhere without a purpose. We're kind of writing for a short film so when we can go out, which I I'm God bless writers because I don't see how they do it. A dark art. It's, yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Because I have ideas in my head, dialogue. Ugh. I, I tend to appreciate films that have really great dialogue now, especially when it doesn't seem, like, really cheesy. Like, there's this show um, I like and hate at the same time. Called, I don't know if y'all have it, The Flash. The Flash, yo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the comic book show. Yeah. I like it and I hate it at the same time. Because... <laughs> It is incredibly cheesy. The dialogue is off, but I tend to like their stories. But the dialogue, it's just, every time they talk, I just want to throw something at my TV. <laughs> and humans don't talk like this. That, that reminds me of a Bruce Springsteen lyric, 57 channels and there's nothing on. Media companies, they figured it out, whether it's Apple, YouTube, uh, Amazon. Oh, yeah. They... They need content, and the only way that they're going to get it is by making it. So it is such an exciting time to be, to be, to be an actor, dear actor. The only downside that I see is that we will never be able to see all of it. Our great, our great grandkids may be able to see it. <laughs> Maybe. May I ask you, what are you binging on at the moment? I was binging on The Flash. Ah, I the literally flash. just finished that yesterday now you gotta find something else uh what did you think of smallville now so i always had this kind of thing before because i never liked superman movies because i just never thought you could make superman interesting but but kevin you will believe a man can fly (laughs) yeah like he can fly you you can't really kill him unless you find some rock that's in another planet (laughs) like i just never he just, he just wasn't interesting to me. But Smallville, like the idea of making him a hero, of him figuring this all out, that was in. I did like that show. But it's also kind of what I love about like Spider-Man movies because he's being a hero. He's being a cop. He's being a 
either he's either in college or or he's working or he's trying to deal with have also having a love life. Yeah. Also trying to he's dealing with all these things at once. For yeah, I've always more of a X. Well, used to be more of X Men first, but more because of Wolverine. Okay, yeah, Hugh Jackman. When they first um like announced he was going to be Wolverine, because yep. I was big on the comic. Wolverine, he's a really short guy, real muscular, and he's Canadian. So when they showed me this, this like um, this theater guy, like I don't know if this is gonna work. He pulled it off incredibly well. That first X Men kind of revolutionised the um, the superhero uh, genre. It has come such a long way since then. But one thing I always appreciated was that if you're going to make a superhero film, you need to listen to the people who love the comic books. Oh yeah, and I always think I always figured this when it's gone bad is probably what happened because so many people have to be in sync. There's the the production company that has their vision of their films. There's the comic book people who wrote it, who wrote it in their vision. Yeah. The director has his own vision, and the actor may read it and have his own vision. So, and usually all those visions aren't in sync. Sometimes it looks like just a cluster of different people's visions. Turns out awful. The years that I had spent in the entertainment industry, all of the companies were always trying to battle out for that intellectual property. Because it kind of reminds me of what they did with, uh, I did with Nick, I don't know, you have Nickelodeon there? So, you know, now Nickelodeon is mainly just SpongeBob. It almost funds that whole entire building. Yeah. When I was growing up, they had a whole slew of programming. It's just now SpongeBob. Like it is, and to me, when they, this is this is what everyone's watching. It's a sponge withdrawal. This sounds like something you would think of when you're when you're smoking. It works. It's amazing things I've ever seen because I can't I can't see how you would even pitch that and people would go, oh, let's try that. Yeah, I think we can do that. Yeah, that's gonna work. And put money on it. Underwater. Yeah. I would love to have seen that. Underwater. Yes. I yeah. would love to have seen that pitch me. The longevity of certain series, and we 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 spoke about The Simpsons. Shoot me, but the Simpsons just ah, oh, I just don't. Oh no, no, it it's it's whatever you're thinking, you're right. It's all like there's a name for it now. They call it Zombie Simpsons. And at first, I thought I thought maybe I just grabbed it, but is even it still had because it's probably going to be on to 2024. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's the last contract. It's something people are familiar with. It sticks to your childhood. Yeah. And even a bad Simpsons episode gets more ratings than some good shows. So people are watching just to complain about it. Family Guy probably should have been off. Should have ended maybe after season eight. But, well, it was either, I was told, like either four seasons or a hundred episodes. Simpsons, they will buy, like, like local stations. Because there's a station I used to work at in Bowling Green. They would have to buy, they would buy Simpson episodes in like bundles of like three to four seasons. And that's how they made the money. Spaces. Oh, yeah. Can I throw a, a word association at you? Okay. Trump. Orange with hair. Biden. Weirdo. 2020. Trash can. Hollywood. Crowded. Dolly Parton. Legend. I didn't realize how huge she was until I moved here. Nashville. What is it about Nashville? Diversity. It is... Because, I mean, you'll, you'll find people there to get to help you out. Maybe a producer. Very helpful around here. 
Because even with like the little film projects and stuff I do, I have a lot of people helping me out there. If I lived in other places, it's like it's weird. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of country music, the, um, and a lot of celebrities tend to move here. But people in country music, you don't easier to approach like a famous actor or maybe a famous rapper or a pop star. Okay. Incredibly approachable. I've talked to one or two, had no idea who they were. The only one that I met that I just knew, Taylor Swift. This is because everybody was and everybody was kind of like looking, but it wasn't like they ran and crowded them. So they kind of, they're kind of, I mean, maybe one or two people approach you. If you're really big, you may cause a scene, but you don't really hear like people crowding a celebrity at in Nashville, which mm-hmm. makes so celebrities a lot more comfortable. Normally, you get a pretty good interaction. Black Lives Matter. Uh, his story. Go back to 1968, the Olympics, the Black Power salute, gold medalist Tommy Smith, John Carlos, they were excoriated. And like I knew about it, but I didn't like knew the whole like repercussions and everything else until like my late 20s. Kapunik, he was excoriated. How dare you kneel during the the anthem? Oh yeah. And but even like I don't think he's ever going to play football again. I personally don't think he should even want to. Distrust that he has with the NFL, distrust with them, and any kind of relationship with two people who don't trust each other doesn't work. I personally don't think he should even want to deal with it. He, I mean, they're connected either way. Rather the NFL wants to be connected with them or not, they're connected. So I don't really think he even needs to play. I don't really think he needs. I understand it's something he. I guess he, he loves football. Yeah. But I have my own kind of, like, I think the sport of football is probably, like, it, it may not go be as unpopular as baseball is now. I just don't think in, like, 10 to 20 years it's going to be as popular as it is now. Like, in certain states, like in Texas, I mean, football is almost a religion. Down yeah, there. yeah, national national institution. And you're not going to say no to them because you know you've got America watching. Callan Kaepernick when he started kneeling. Yes. And again, I'm in Nashville. So I understood what he was kneeling for. I had it became an issue with the military. He just kind of he just kind of went. It's almost like his his message or his protest, somebody else took it and thought of it as something else. We're having two different conversations and it's fixing nothing. But after the under unfortunate fact death of George Floyd's and sometimes it, I tend to hate that it happens here, especially when it comes to for black people. It seems that something has to happen to us that is so horrible that people go, oh, okay, so this, this is pretty bad. When there's always been like issues with black people and the police, there's, there's just a different interaction. Sure, there's a few bad apples, but when people think few bad apples, they think one or two out of a hundred. We've mm. got hundreds of thousands of police officers. Those few bad apples are probably a few thousand. I thought this would be a situation where like the world would kind of galvanize, and I think at one point it did, but I think here in America, communication is, is a really big problem with us. We don't really know how to talk to one another. We know how to kind of clash. We don't know how to like talk and try to work any things out. But I do hope that there's going to be a bit of a change. Where do you see yourself... Kevin, in the next week, month, you're just going to keep working, just keep... Yeah, that's uh, basically all I've been doing. 
All right, Kevin. Look, thank you so much. Time to sign off. I'll let you get back to work. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. My pleasure. I, uh, yeah, I just I don't, don't know what else, what else to say. I don't know how to thank you, but thank you. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you take care. Please, stay safe. Notes, topics of interest, and further reading. My American friend, Kevin, made reference to BMI in the area that he was working in, in Nashville. Broadcast Music Incorporated is one of the four major United States performing rights organisations, along with CSAC, GMR and ASCAP, which he also made reference to, which is the American Society of Composers, Authors and Publishers. We spoke about a board operator, which I guess is probably closest to a switcher or a vision switcher if you are working in Australian broadcasting. Kevin mentioned that in terms of political leanings, he would be referred to as a moderate. Gallup polling has shown that American voters have been identifying themselves as moderates between 35 to 38% of the time over the last 20 years. Now, voters may identify with moderation for a number of reasons, pragmatic, ideological or otherwise. And if I was to simplify it, which is a dangerous thing to do when it comes to politics, a moderate is someone occupying any mainstream position that avoids extreme views and major social change. So in United States politics, a moderate is considered someone occupying the centre position on the left-right political spectrum. The feature film that Kevin mentioned is The Story of Randolph. That's Randolph with a PH. Please check it out on Amazon Prime. And if you want to check out some more of Kevin's work, please head on over to tribetalentmanagement.com. They are also based in Nashville, Tennessee. COVID-19, that's short for Coronavirus Disease 2019, being the year it was initially identified. It was also previously known as the 2019 novel, meaning new, coronavirus. That's the disease. Now, if you hear reference to SARS-CoV-2, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, that is the disease. Think about it this way. HIV is the virus that causes the disease AIDS. Political leanings. The Republican Party, founded in March of 1854, is also referred to as the GOP, or the Grand Old Party, and is one of the two major contemporary political parties in the United States, along with its main historic rival, the Democratic Party, founded in January of 1828. But that sort of stuff fascinates me, so I'll take a bit of a dive over the course of the next few episodes. Let's call it Red Blue, Old Glory, Part 1. Red for courage and valour, white for purity, high ideals, blue for vigilance and justice. The design is quite well known. 50 stars, 50 states, 13 red and white stripes, 13 original colonies. Now, there have been no less than 27 iterations of Old Glory over the centuries. However, the 50-star version that we most recognise? As an American history project, then 17-year-old sophomore or high school student, Robert Heft, in 1958, created a 50-star version. But get this, at the time there were only 48 states. Bob had a hunch that two more states would be added, and how prescient was this young man? The hunch proved correct. Alaska, Hawaii, states 49 and 50 respectively. Congress approved the new flag in 1959. There were 52 states, I thought. Well, you see, the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., is a federal district, not a state. And Puerto Rico, now, Puerto Ricans have been citizens of the United States since 1917, and they can move freely between the mainland and the island, but it is a territory, not a state. Puerto Rico does not have a vote in the US Congress, which governs the territory with full jurisdiction under the Puerto Rico Federal Relations Act of 1950. And let's geek out. Old Glory Blue and Old Glory Red, numbers 282 and 193 respectively on your Pantone colour chart. 
But the red for the Republican and the blue for the Democrat, it was not always that way. Tune into part two at the end of the next episode to find out more. Trump, Biden, red, blue, the discussion will continue. To check out some more of the more level-headed ones, please look out for No Lie by Brian Tyler Cohen and The David Pakman Show, P-A-K-M-A-N, two great podcasts. Please also seek out The Lincoln Project, highly recommended. Also, an amazing initiative founded by LeBron James, morethanavote.org. Black athletes and artists working together, and I quote, change isn't made by watching from the sidelines. Kaepernick. Colin Rand Kaepernick, former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, began kneeling and sitting down during the pre-game playing of the American National Anthem. Controversy erupted when, during a 2016 pre-season game while in his 49ers uniform, Kaepernick again sat down in order to take a stand against police brutality and racial injustice in the process, becoming one of the most admired and most hated men in sport. At the end of his contract, he was not picked up by another team and remains a free agent to this day. Today, across several sporting codes in the United States of America, we are now seeing entire teams protest by refusing to even walk out onto the field or the court. And I quote, We all have an obligation, no matter the risk and regardless of the reward. George Floyd May 25, 2020, while under arrest for allegedly using a counterfeit bill, the 46-year-old black American man was killed in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The former police officers involved were charged, but their trial continues. The death of George is generally seen as the spark that ignited the flame for the current round of Black Lives Matter protests across the globe. They figure that not since the Kent State killings in Ohio, in which the National Guard shot and killed four student protesters in May of 1970, has there been so much media attention. But of course, the issue of racism goes back much further than the founding of the Black Lives Matter movement in 2013 that fateful day in May 2020 and May 1970. Black Lives Matter. Founded in July 2013, a decentralised movement advocating for non-violent civil disobedience in protest against incidents of police brutality and all racially motivated violence against black people. While originally mostly located in the US, the movement has spread across the globe, protests are ongoing and growing with no end in sight, particularly in light of a recent shooting of another individual by the name of Jacob Blake, whose name will probably become another household one, joining the likes of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd for all the wrong reasons. The music used in this podcast is by a German composer, Lost Harmonies. The title of the track is Great Feelings. Please purchase the track as I did on premiumbeats.com. The image you see of yours truly standing in front of the flags was compiled by me, but certain elements were licensed from others, the American and the Australian flag in particular, from a Cypriot-based graphic designer, Kirill M. Check out his work on slon.pix. That's S-L-O-N dot P-I-C-S. The font used in that image, that gorgeous American swish, the name of that is Marcel, M-A-R-C-E-L-L-E. Please consider donating to the creator as I did, Clement Nicole, C-L-E-M-E-N-T-N-I-C-O-L-L-E at gmail.com. I highly recommend reading White Fragility by Robin DeAngelo, available through Beacon Press, Penguin Books. A real eye-opener.
This podcast could not have been produced without the invaluable assistance of my long-distance producer extraordinaire, Vanessa Hart-Miller. My American Friend, Episode 1, Kevin, recorded August 2, 2020. Please reach out. Send me an email, info at valman, that's V-A-L-M-A-N, dot com, dot A-U. Thank you for listening. <laughs>